Megan, I have been using our sponsor Element, that's L-M-N-T, to boost my hydration for over a month now, and I'm really loving it. I'm just not very good at drinking plain water, and I love the taste when I pop one of these little packets, I like orange or grapefruit, into a big bottle of water. It's kind of fruity and salty, and it just helps me hydrate better overall. Element is a zero-sugar electrolyte drink mix born from the growing body of research that shows the best health outcomes occur with higher sodium levels. Each little pack delivers a significant dose of electrolytes, but minus sugar, artificial colors, and other iffy ingredients. Element's flavors are so unique, like fruity watermelon salt and spicy sweet mango chili. And we're going to set our listeners up with a variety pack so you can find your favorite. Right. You can receive a free Element sample pack containing eight flavors with any drink mix purchase when you purchase through our custom link, drinkelement.com slash momhour. That's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T slash momhour. This offer is available exclusively through our partnership and is available for both new and returning customers. And if you're an Element Insider, you'll have first access to Element Sparkling, a bold can of sparkling electrolyte water. Again, it's drinklmnt.com slash momhour. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Megan. We're two moms with eight kids between us, from little to grown. We're in different areas of the country and in different stages of life. But we both know that motherhood's a lot easier when real moms share tips and encouragement. And remind you that it's really all going to be okay. We're not experts. We're parents who've been there. We're not perfect. We're real. Welcome to the Mom Hour. Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 276 of the Mom Hour. I am Sarah Powers here with Megan Francis. Hey, Megan. Hey, Sarah. Happy September. It is September 1st. I don't even know what that means. Time has no meaning, but it feels significant. It does. And it's hard to believe the summer is kind of, it's not officially over, over, but like feels like that, you know? Yes, it does. And this is a year like any other. So, you know, we still have our feelings about transitions and seasons and it's just a weird one, 2020. I love that you had to clarify that this is a year. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, it barely meets my requirements, my criteria (laughs) to be a year. (laughs) Um, So this is going to be a fun episode. Um, If you're newer around here, twice a year or so ish, we kind of like take a pause and we just have an episode where we kind of catch up um, grab bag style. What's been going on in our lives? What's been going on with the business? And you all tell us that you really like these episodes. It's kind of like we have to stay on point so much with our, you know, our topics, our important parenting topics. And so think of this as like, all the side conversations we try not to have in episodes where we're trying to stay on topic. Yeah, I love I love these to catch up because I I always learn something about you that I didn't know. And and it also makes me realize how much we that doesn't make it into these episodes and that people wouldn't know about us if they were just, you know, if they were just listening to our regular episodes. So I'm looking forward to it. Me too. And we have a lot of new listeners. Um, I know I feel like we say that a lot, but we hear from new listeners and people who've just recently found the podcast this summer since the pandemic began. And so, yeah, like you said, Megan, um, sometimes you and I make the assumption that everybody knows our whole lives and backstory. And that obviously is not true if you just discovered us and haven't been along for the ride. So um, on that note, I thought before we really just start catching up about our summers and what's ahead for fall, um, it might be good to introduce ourselves for brand new listeners um, who might not know just the very basics. So Do you want to go first, Megan, and like pretend somebody's listening for the first time? Who are you? Where do you live? (laughs) Who lives in your house with you? Yeah, all that stuff. 
Okay, so um, here's my life story, boiled down to you know, <laughs> 60 seconds or less. Now, uh, I live in Michigan, Southwest Michigan specifically. So if for people who are not familiar with Michigan, they usually think that means um, Detroit. And I'm actually on the opposite side of the state, closer to Chicago, just like right across Lake Michigan from Chicago. Um, I live in a small town that I've been here. I've been here for about 12, 12 years and I'm a divorced mom. So I've got my kids half time. Um, they are four boys and a girl. So my daughter, Clara is the youngest. She's 11. And then the boys are Owen, Will, Isaac, and Jacob, and they are 14, 16, 20, and 22. And I have to hesitate because we're going into birthday season in my house. Mm -hmm. All the boys have their birthdays between September and December. So all of the boys' ages will change pretty quickly here. And it really becomes a mess in my head when it's like October and two of them have moved right. up in eight, you know, otherwise it's usually Clara is an odd and the boys are an even, but then when that starts like for the first or second half of the year, that's how it is. Right. Um, when two of the boys are e odds like Clara and then two are evens, I just can't. Like if you ask me how old my kids are in two months, I probably just don't answer. Tell you. Run away. <laughs> just don't. <laughs> I'll just be like, they're old. So yeah, I'm definitely the, the more veteran uh, mom. I've been doing this for a long time, almost 23 years, which is crazy. Um, so what do I do for a living? Gosh, Sarah, what don't I do for a living? Um, well, I, I actually put this in the outline because it is like you do a lot. And I don't think not everybody knows that this podcast is an, a pretty yeah. full-time business, you know, for both of us, but then you also do odd jobs, odd jobs. Sounds like you're, you know, a, <laughs> I'm a, handy a handy man person. <laughs> yes. No, but talk a little bit about what you do lately, or at least yeah. you know, in, in recent memory. Well, I was not a podcaster. That was not like what I, you know, decided to become when I was a young girl because that didn't exist. So I actually was a writer, a magazine writer. That's where I started and then wrote some books and was a pro blogger, which is where we met. And then that kind of morphed into podcasting. But along the side, I mean, I've never really stopped writing. I still write. Um, I've worked for marketing agencies. I've consulted and done content strategy. I um, worked at a radio station for a couple of years as a morning, um, morning co-host, like morning show mm -hmm. co-host. Like, so I've had a, it's, it's all over the place. It's funny because right at this very moment, the podcast really is kind of 80% of what I'm doing with some kind of like freelance stuff on the sides, mm -hmm. but that could change it. I mean, I am always moving things around and shifting. Yeah. So in a month I could have a totally different career. I don't know, but the podcast will still be here regardless. So yes, you won't, yeah. you won't be going anywhere. Yeah. Um, I wanted to say that if the behind the scenes stuff or like how we met and all that is interesting to you and you're newer, I'll link up some episodes in the show notes. We have one where we talk about our partnership and how we formed it. And we have two or three with the behind the scenes of how we make the podcast. And um, so I'll link some yep. up if that if you're if you're interested in that. But I, Megan, I always think that you come up with great little career pivots. And I have no doubt that there are more in your future. But just don't leave me. Oh, don't leave oh, me baby, here. There are way more. <laughs> I won't. I won't. I'll bring you along whether you want to be there or not. I'll just drag yeah. you into everything I do. How's That's that sound? True. That sounds awesome. Um, okay. Well, if you don't know me, I uh, live in California. I moved this summer from Orange County up to Santa Barbara, which is my hometown. We're going to talk a little bit more about that um, in this episode. Um, but I'm kind of a West Coaster most of my life with some big swings in other areas. I've lived in Chicago. I lived in England for a little bit and I lived in Arizona for almost 10 years. And I am back on the West Coast and actually back in my hometown. Um, my kids are seven and a half, 10 and 12. So starting second grade, 
fifth grade and seventh grade. I don't know why that was hard for my brain. And the podcast is about like a part-time plus plus job career for me right now and has been for the past several years. Um, And then I have also done freelance writing and other adventures. And we should say, Megan, we have a second company in the podcasting space, Life Listened, which is sort of where we do courses and consulting and help other podcasters in various ways. So I I kind of, I lump that in with the mom hour as me too. Well, I think it's a, it's a podcasting related business. So most people, it's hard to explain how it's different. Um, yeah, it's everything that isn't the mom hour though. Everything we do in podcasting that isn't the mom hour. And, and over the years, there's been quite a bit of that. We teach courses, we speak, we, um, consult with other podcasters and we've dabbled in a bunch of ways to be in that space. So that is, that's our company life listened, um, which you and I also co-own. Um, yeah, I feel like I kind of waffled there on the career stuff because I feel like I have this business that I haven't been, uh, we have just been in summer mode and pandemic mode. And so, um, at times it's felt like a full-time, you know, third, at least 30 hour a week, um, commitment and a, and a thriving business. And in pandemic world with three kids schooling at home, I can't, it feels in my headspace more like a side hustle again. And that's um, probably not good for the long run, but we can leave that. Well, and I think, I think the last two months have been particularly like that. But I think if you look back to like May and June, when we, when we, the clouds parted a little bit and things started to feel a little more like new normal, um, we were, we were plugging along again. Like it's just, this is our sort of our normal summer slowdown, um, which I know we're going to talk about or has been our normal summer slowdown. And it kind of happens every year. I think this year it's just felt weirder because it's been a little longer and it was, it was, uh, you know, predated by like a pandemic starting that yeah. totally took us like out of everything for quite yeah. some time. So, yeah. So it's just been a weird, it's been a weird six months and I am looking forward to the fall, even though it, you know, things aren't going to change really. It's just, it's symbolic. It feels yeah. like things um, will start to get kind of some rhythm back and maybe some momentum. So uh, looking forward to it. I am too. Megan, the end of the school year and kickoff to summer is a busy time of the year for families, but we can all eat stress-free and hit our wellness goals with ready-to-eat meals from our sponsor, Factor. Factor's delicious meals are never frozen and can be ready to eat in just two minutes. You can pick from a weekly menu of 35 options, including popular choices like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Plus, they have more than 60 add-ons like breakfast, lunch, snacks, and beverages to keep you fueled all day long. So our team was comparing notes recently on our favorite factor meals, and Katie loved the herb-crusted chicken with mashed cauliflower and toasted almond green beans. I loved that one, too. And get this, so did her little boy, Charlie. She heated it up for lunch one day, and Charlie, who's three, ate almost all of the green beans. I mean, that's quite an endorsement, right? I was going to say, what a parenting win. And I get it, Charlie. Those green beans are crazy good. And if you really want to treat yourself, they even have meals with filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus. Listeners, head to factormeals.com slash momhour50 and use code momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code MOMHOUR5050 at factormeals.com slash MOMHOUR50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Okay, Megan. Well, over here at the Mom Hour, we are big fans of our sponsor, Our Place. In fact, you, me, and our team member, Katie, we're all comparing notes on our favorite product, 
Katie was telling us that even though she's packing up to move her family to a new house, she cannot put that mini perfect pot from our place into the boxes yet because she's using it like every night. Well, as someone who also has a perfect pot, I got mine as part of their mini home cook duo set. I get it. It's nonstick, which is key, but it also has all these handy features like a steam release lid with a built-in strainer and this nice beechwood spoon that nests on the handle in this perfect little peg. Okay, well, I didn't get this pot, but now I want it. That sounds so great. Our place's cookware is great to cook with, beautiful to look at, and healthier for us as well. All of Our Place's products are made without PFAS, also known as Forever Chemicals. In addition to their cookware and tableware, Our Place is also making waves with their Wonder Oven, the most stylish all-in-one air fryer and toaster oven. Again, free from the Forever Chemicals found in many of those air fryers. Listeners, Our Place offers a 100-day trial with free shipping and returns, and we've got a great deal for you. Go to fromourplace.com and enter the code MOMHOUR at checkout to receive 10% off site-wide. That's fromourplace.com, code MOMHOUR. Okay, Sarah, so the way we've structured this episode, um, we're going to spend the first half or so with me kind of interviewing you about what's going on in your life and your little grab bag. And then after the sponsor break, you will interview me. I love it. So tell us about your move. How did that go? Okay. So the last time I gave a move update was in our episodes where we talked about moving and it was much more about how we'd made the decision and this big leap of faith. So um, I think listeners have probably at least come along that far. And if you follow me on Instagram personally, sometimes I share little things about the house and stuff, but just functionally, um, the move happened quickly um, and overall went well. Um, what you always forget about moving is a couple of things. It the the big push is like, I don't know, what would you say, Megan, like a week or two or three, like like two or three weeks of really intense, like you don't know where anything is. Yeah. Your life feels like it's been upended. Boxes are everywhere. And then you're like, you're setting up utilities and then this doesn't work. And then you're, I mean, there's so, I'm, I'm actually someone who thrives with details and logistics, but it, even for me, it's overwhelming and um kind of like, out of, an out of body experience. Like nothing is, you just don't feel like rooted anywhere. So that, you know, is that's its own one, two or three week thing. But then I think what you kind of forget or what we like amnesia gloss over is how long the rest of it takes <laughs> to feel really settled. So nothing went terribly wrong in our move. Um, we moved into a house that we really love. The kids are really excited. The kids are doing really well in the new space. And you know, there's a whole bunch that we gained by moving up here. We're close to my parents. The weather's a little better, in my opinion. Um, we love this community. So and then, of course, all that in a pandemic, including the move was at a point in the pandemic where the numbers were looking really, really kind of scary again in California and things where we went through almost like a second shutdown right, right when we moved. Um, that was a little unnerving to have because we did have a few um, contractors and people in and out of the house on and off for the first couple of weeks and everyone was masked and, you know, we stayed away on the other side of the house if we could, but it still felt when people are in your house that you don't know, that's weird enough in a non-pandemic. Yeah. But then when we're all trying to socially distance and there's people in your house coming in and out, um, that's, it's just kind of, yeah, it's like a little bit um, of a strange way to settle in. So it's now been, we've been in this house for over a month. Um, and it, it went well overall, but I, on the other side of it, I'm just reminding 
myself for any future moves and anybody out there listening that it just takes a long time. There's things that I, you know, I wish there was art on the walls and I wish there were, you know, there's so many things that I want to do just, just functionally with the house. And I have to be patient because it takes a while. So overall it went really well. This is totally reminding me because I moved about eight months ago Mm -hmm. about the fact that like you get to where you feel like things are normal enough and then you just Mm -hmm. kind of pull back the throttle and Mm -hmm. then sometimes things just never change. So like when I moved in, I just filled every nail that already existed on a wall with some kind of painting or picture or something. I never meant for those to be there forever. I thought eventually I'd go in and buy new ones to fill in gaps and move them around. And I just didn't. And there's like a a laundry basket full of like cords in my Mm -hmm. living room. I don't know what Mm -hmm. any of those, I haven't used any of those cords for eight months. I have no idea what they go to, but like, (laughs) it's just, I haven't had to do anything about it. So I've just left it there. So I'm sure, you know, you've got some of those. So you're only a couple months, not even a couple months in, right? Yeah. Just over a month. Yeah. Okay. So over a month in, what's the state of your house? Like, do you have random baskets with cords in them? Yes, for sure. (laughs) For sure. We've made a ton of progress and I have to kind of remember that. Um, this is a bigger house than we came from and the layout is really different. Um, so it wasn't a house, uh, that we could just like kind of plug everything in its equivalent space. Um, it required some just creative thinking. I have done so much secondhand furniture shopping on Facebook marketplace and it's been so fun. So we've made a lot of progress. We have this whole rec room, bonus room, rumpus room, as you called it, um, that was completely unfurnished because we didn't have any Mm. kind of a den, playroom, anything, basement, anything like that um, in the other house. And I have found some great stuff for rooms like that or other spaces that didn't have, I mean, we didn't have a couch in our family room for the first little while because the couch we had didn't fit. And um, so that has been fun. And I have to acknowledge that we have gotten a lot done. So I will say it's, it's furnished pretty much the way it will be for the foreseeable future. Any, any, furniture purchases are probably a way off now, like nothing, nothing new for quite a while. So that's exciting. Um, I am still, I still need rugs in a couple places, like actual, actually need them. Not just like, Oh, that would be a fun accent rug, but it's, it's a wood floor that really should have some kind of covering on it. Need a couple, um, lighting fixtures again, where there's actually no, no fixture there. So the, the kitchen table is pretty dark. Um, and I'm not very experienced buying, like chandelier type lighting and I don't want to spend a lot of money. So rugs and lighting I need. Um, and then stuff on the wall. We, I've, I've hung like one thing on the wall and it <laughs> feels so good to do that. Um, but that's not a bad place to be a few, a few months and we don't have boxes anywhere. Um, the garage is in decent shape. Like the, I mean, the garage looks like we moved in a month ago, but it doesn't look like we moved in yesterday. You know, most of right. the, the boxes are away and, um, yeah, we just kind of on the weekends, there's nothing else to do, right? We're not going right. out to parties and stuff. So we, we plug away. Um, and I love, I love the house. So yes, we have lots of baskets of randomness for sure, but I feel like we've done, we've done a decent job. Um, and I felt like with the, with school starting in this past week, and we'll talk about that in a, in a future episode, but I felt like it was good timing where I knew where everything was. The kids had places to sit and yeah, so we're, we're functional, but that doesn't mean that I don't sometimes have the itch for it to be a little yeah. bit, a little bit better, you know? Well, and you're really good at plugging away at things a little at a time. And I'm not particularly good at that. So like back in April, I had a day, I think it was April where I basically spent 
I want to say a full 24 hours. I mean, I did sleep, but like on either side of that 24 hours, just cleaning and organizing and unpacking stuff I'd never gotten around to. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, then I'll stop. I'll, I'll like, I'll go crazy on stuff. And then, so one of the things I had done was went through and unscrewed every um, burned out light bulb in the entire house. Mm-hmm. And I'm also nice. in a much, much bigger house than I came from. But here's the thing, Sarah, I went on Amazon and ordered all the new light bulbs and then never put them in. So <laughs> I have rooms with like <laughs> one burned out bulb and the bulbs are downstairs and one couple of the bulbs, I ordered the wrong kind. And so I have to return them. And that's always a big, like, that's a big obstacle for me returning stuff. I'm so demoralized when I order something and it's not the right thing that I yeah. avoid it. So yeah, I anyway, it's just, yeah, it's just interesting how like your system of plugging away a little at a time probably is so much more effective than like these huge, um, spurts of energy, but I'll probably need to plan another one of those soon. Cause yeah, there's just some frustratingly undone things around here. So like rooms well, that are very dim, <laughs> dim rooms. Well, yeah. and let's acknowledge that I have a partner, another adult mm-hmm. in the house and you do not. And I, it's a, it's a, good source of motivation for us because the things that I feel like we need to get done are different than the things Brian feels like need to get done. Mm, yeah. And we can kind of, we laugh about that a little bit. Cause the things that are uh, like, to me, I'll just be like, I really need you to move this TV three inches to the left because it's bothering <laughs> my like right. sense of equilibrium. And like, that would be something he literally wouldn't even notice, but I have like these weird, just detail oriented things. But then he is really, really good at just making our home. I mean, technology, the technology nowadays is like, it's kind of stupid. It's ridiculous how much <laughs> we need the internet for, right. for things. And we've got the Sonos speaker system and we've got the, the Google home or the Google assistant, like in practically every room now. And we have smart TVs and, um, that big rumpus room that I mentioned, he wanted to do a projector screen instead of, um, like a big flat screen TV. And, um, just shout out to my husband. Like he is really good at researching exactly what he wants, making sure it'll fit, finding the piece of furniture that will fit. And so we joke, I think I joked to you, Megan, that like, I get really excited when I find an entire table and chairs for like $45 and I'll drive across town to get it. And I'm like, so excited that it was basically free. And then I don't even know the cost on some of the um, home electronics that have been purchased, but I feel like they cancel each other out. And he does a really, really thorough job so that everything works, you know, mm-hmm. like all, all of our technology works and our, our home is really functional. And um, all that to say, when there's two adults in the house, I think the ability to keep knocking stuff on, off the list is much easier. We have, you know, the yeah. sticky pieces of paper you and I use when we brainstorm, yes, like our giant I, I do notes. know. Yep. So we have those on the kitchen wall and we just have running lists of, you know, things that need to be done and we'll add to it and cross it off and the kids will add right. stuff. So it's, it's like a family You're right. it, project. It, because you yeah. guys are, and you guys are both equally motivated to do it. Whereas like, I do have several tall people who can unscrew things for me or like hang yeah. things, but I, they don't care. Like my right. boys are huge. Um, all of my boys, except for Owen, who's gr- going to be probably just as huge. They're all really tall. So I, I will walk into a room and be like, do this, do this. And I have all the arms. I have the arm right. length from the boys, but they don't care about the outcome yeah. in the end. So right. yeah, it is, no, I'm and sure I, it is very I different. totally meant, I totally meant more on the like motivation side of things. Right. Um, yeah. Because if one of us just doesn't have the energy to push forward, the other one's like, I'm going to knock out this, this, and this. Right. So, yeah. 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 Well, that's, that's nice. Good. Um, so 
you know, we talk a lot about houses and I, I know you and I both have dreams about houses, having mm-hmm. like extra spaces in them and things. So there's something so fun about moving into a literal new space because it is surprising. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, just navigating from room to room. I keep thinking about the first three weeks or four weeks in this house, how I kept forgetting how to get from my dining room, like into this <laughs> other room. Cause there's like, I just thought that the, um, entry was in a different spot than it was. So I'm curious, like what surprises your house ahead that came with it? So things that yeah. you didn't know, or maybe something that works better or worse than you thought it would. And I don't know, just give us some specifics there. Yeah. Well, I've thought about this a lot because, um, we, you know, we purchased this house and it's the oldest house we've ever owned. It's not old by any, like a lot of other standard it's built in 77. Um, so it's about as old as you, Megan. And it's exactly you know, as old as me. Yep. Yeah. It's a good year. Um, and some of the things are that old, like electrical and roof, and then other things have been updated over the years. Um, but I think because it's an older house and because it's laid out so differently than other houses I've lived in, there have been surprises. And it's so funny. It's a good reminder that some things will be better than you think. Some things that you're dreading will be better than you think. And some things that you think will be perfect might not be. And that, I think we can all like extend that to lots of, it's, it's all everything about expectations, in life, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Everything in life. Um, so a few that come to mind, um, I didn't look that carefully at the kitchen sink. It wasn't like, it's not like I was vetting a kitchen sink when we bought this house, but I love my kitchen sink. And I don't think I've ever had a kitchen sink that I loved. Um, it's really, really deep. The water gets very, very hot and has really good water pressure. Um, and it's just one ceramic, I guess you'd, I guess it's farmhouse style. Does that just mean it's big and I think that rectangular. I always thought a farm farmhouse style meant big and deep and only has one. Yes. Well, one typically cavity. only has one cavity. I have seen some that have like a little like side cavity where the disposal is and they are still billed as a farmhouse sink, but it's kind of like that deep ceramic. Yes. Yeah. Like a bathtub. Yes. Yes, exactly. And so that's what mine is. It's ceramic and there's only one, one giant rectangle. Um, the fact that it's deep means that even if there's dishes in it, you can't like see, see them? them with the naked <laughs> eye. And it's, um, it's the, the water, like I said, the water pressure, the way it comes out of the faucet and you, you forget how much time you spend at a kitchen sink. So that was like a little pleasant surprise. Um, our kitchen has very bright, brassy gold hardware, which I don't love in some ways. And so I focused a lot on the hardware of the sink, the faucet. Um, but when you experience washing dishes for as mm. you know much time as we all do, that was sort of a little delight. So I love my kitchen sink. Um, and I love that lots of things about it, but I thought I'd throw that out there. Cause I know people get no, really into like, what kind of sink do you have? And I've never given much thought to it, but now it's I really very important. It. Now, do you yeah. have one of those little strainer things that like kind of not hooks, but like kind of lays across so that you can, that's one thing I have had a kitchen sink like that before. And I loved mm-hmm. everything about it, except that I had gotten really in the habit of having two sides so that I could have right. like say pot soaking on one side and like whatever. So I found that one of those little things that like, it's like a mesh thingy that kind of hangs. Yeah. Across. I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, um that I, helped if I needed to have some things out. I didn't want yeah, to. I, I haven't done that. And you know, I used to fill my sink when I had a two sided sink, I used to fill one side to soak stuff quite a bit water bottle, like stainless steel water yeah. bottles and that kind of thing. And I really haven't done a lot of that kind of soaking, which is interesting. I, I, my mom has a sink like this and she keeps a bowl, like a big bowl on one side with soapy water that she'll soak stuff in. So I definitely think there's, 
there's solutions, but I have noticed that, that I don't, you know, plug. I got those drain plugs, by the way, that you got after your last move that you yeah. recommended. We can link to those. The ones that my um, brother went so crazy for and almost yeah, lost his the mind. Big yes. flat ones. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah. Um, oh, and let me tell you another, while we're on the subject of sinks, this house has four sinks all within close proximity on the kitchen side of the house. And it's so nice to be able to send the kids somewhere else to wash their hands. Cause I don't know oh, why it yeah. just bothers me when I'm like, okay, wash up. And they just butt right in. I'm like, no, don't wash right. up. No, here. not here. Like I am. So there, we have a little, we have a sink in the laundry room, which is right off the kitchen. Then there's a pout, like a half bath. And then the rec room has a, like a little bar sink, like someone, they built a little wet bar yeah. there and they're all within close proximity. So things like washing hands or um, filling up a water bottle or whatever, it's really nice to have multiple sinks. So that was a, oh. that's a side surprise. Um, okay. Moving another little surprise that was kind of less, less on the positive side. We have so many windows in this house. Um, and that's lovely because the light is really pretty and they're really pretty windows, um, but they're older and they're old hand crank windows. And Mm -hmm. when we moved, the hand cranks needed to be replaced, some of them. And Brian went around and did replace them all, but that the, they're still sticky, right? Like it still takes a lot of elbow grease to open. And so we're in this time of the summer. Now, many, many, I would say most, most houses in Santa Barbara do not have or need air conditioning um, because we're very coastal and you really only want it for like one or two weeks out of the year. But here we are. It's September 1st. You're hearing this in late August. So we've had our little heat wave. We'll have another one. And we actually do have air conditioning in this house, which is a lovely bonus surprise. But you don't have your windows open and run the AC. So it's been this like comedy of errors of like, okay, are we going to run the AC? If so, we need to go around the house and close 40 million <laughs> hand crank windows, which are all sticky. And kids so anyway, cannot handle those at all. They can't latch, they can't get them closed tight enough to latch them. No, no, exactly. And then, yeah. So that I guess has been something that I loved that just seemed so dreamy about the house moving in was all these older windows and how much natural light. And then when you're actually using open windows for your ventilation system, which I prefer over AC, I really don't want to run AC except for the two weeks of the year that we need it. But the, the, manual labor of going around and opening and closing windows has been sort of a funny surprise. I guess it's, you know, something I can deal with. I need to butt in on that really quick because every single window in this house, and there are many, they're all hand cranks. And I love the way they look and they're so romantic and blah, blah, blah. But they create, so in our house, they create a weird wind tunnel situation at times because if it doesn't get closed all the way, something about the way the layout of this house, if the wind is blowing really strongly and like one or two of those in certain rooms are not closed all the way and like really other specific things. Like if the door between the garage and the um, laundry room isn't closed or if like the laundry chute door is open, it creates this most bizarre wind tunnel and (laughs) doors will start opening and shutting. And like, it's bizarre and cabinets will start like flapping. And I, it took me a while to figure it out, but you don't, you would never know that. Like you would never be able to find that out about a house until you live in it for a while. Cause that's not going to go in the disclosure. Yeah, no, exactly. These are exactly. These are the types yeah. of things that there is no way to disclose good or bad. Right. Um, the realtor is not going to say, so this house, you know, you're going to get really annoyed by the sticky windows or like yeah. the wind tunnel is yeah. going to happen. Anyway, yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> um, well, a pleasant surprise is and this is like me being convinced I knew what the situation was going to be and then totally changing my mind. Um, we have a formal dining room. It's not it's not big, but it's just a dining room. It's a that's all it is. 
and you pass through it. You walk in the front door and you can either go left or right. The house is kind of U-shaped and it's um, kind of sprawling. So if you're going to go to the right, you're going to go to the side of the house with the kitchen, the family room, that rec room, kind of where we spend all our time. And you pass directly through the formal dining room on your way. And when we bought the house, we really thought that was weird Um, because if you have a formal dining room, it's likely you don't use it all the time. Um, It's not a wide pass through. It's not the kind where it's like, oh, this is a great room, open concept. It's not like that. It's like you walk through a door and then you walk through another door. And that one Mm -hmm. actually is the old swinging door, you know, that you can prop open. And I just thought that is going to feel so weird to walk through a formal dining room just to get to the, like the regular part of the house where we're going to do all of our living. And I totally changed my mind and I actually, I love it. Um, it's a really pretty room and has lots of windows. The light comes through. We have a nice dining room table. Now it's not set up like for formal meal all the time. In fact, Violet's been doing her remote schooling from there. Sometimes I'll work from there. Um, and I'll use the end of the dining room table as kind of like things that need to go to the other end of the house. Cause it's, it's this pass through, but I just, I was so convinced that it was going to be annoying and kind of feel awkward or unnecessary to pass through this room. And I actually love it. So I, I think if you're looking at a house or if you, if you're floor plan obsessed, and I know people can get really floor plan obsessed, like, you know, how do I want the flow of this house to be? I, I was wrong. And I think there are probably other things like that where it seems awkward or strange to the point that we almost talked about knocking out half of the wall to at least make it more open to the entryway. And now I don't think I'd change it. It's just yeah. fine the way it is. So anyway, Love pleasant that. surprise. Well, has there been any other unpleasant surprises? <laughs> well, like how if I'm naked in my bedroom, everyone can see me from every angle. What should we talk mm. about that one? Mm, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we have an office off of our bedroom and I was very excited to have an office space shared office space since Brian will be working from home for the foreseeable future, but still more, more office than I've ever had before. I thought I was going to record in there. And the office has been like one disappointment after the other. I cannot record in there because there's a weird buzzing sound that the entire room makes into my microphone. Um, it has a glass door connecting to our bedroom. Um, and so when Brian's sitting on video calls, there's like nowhere that I could be <laughs> in our entire bedroom suite, which includes like the bedroom part. And then there's a little closet part. And then there's a bathroom, no matter where I am, unless I go in the bathroom and close the door, which feels weird to like bring your clothes into the bathroom. It feels like college or something like, right. like going to another. Anyway, so I can't just change my clothes everywhere. I can see him sitting at his desk and he's on video calls a lot. Now the camera may not be pointed at me, but it doesn't matter. It's a mental thing. Like if he's talking to someone, I can't be naked in the background. And then to add to that, both the bedroom and the bathroom have big windows that face the street. And our house is not like a tucked away house. It is like on the street. It's not a busy street, but it's still a street where people walk their dogs and stuff. So, so not only is there the glass door where Brian can see me, but if the shutters aren't closed, then the whole world can see me. So it's the weirdest room to change your clothes in. And I've never felt so modest in my life. (laughs) Sarah, the voyeur, the voyeur. No. Wait, would you be the voyeur the or would you be the voyeur de pan? Yeah, I would be the voyeur the exhibition de pan. Of, you'd be the meanwhile, he's sitting in there and he's like, I really don't care either way. Like, right. it's, not dist- it's not distracting to me. I'm not like, yeah. it doesn't feel inappropriate. I'm like, it feels all of those things to me. So I did order, I ordered a pull down I was going to ask about that. Yeah, that'll attach. make a Actually, big difference. It, yeah, it, it's just a mental thing. It's just so funny that most rooms have like, okay, if you stand kind of at this angle, 
you won't be seen, but there's no angle. It's like my dresser's right in the line of sight. My closet's in the line of sight. The bathroom door's in the line of sight. And it's all also in line of sight of the people walking by. So I'm, it's there like must from be, all sides. <laughs> there must be so many families dealing with some version of that right now because of right? all the schooling and working from home. I'm just, yeah. I, I'm so curious about the, um, about the creative solutions people come up with to deal with that because well, it is very unnerving bringing strangers into your home all the time. Yeah. And, and this is me moving into a large home with a separate office, like all things that feel like they should be conducive to more separate space and privacy. It's just the funny place, the very specific placement of this office with the glass door, with his desk where it is. And with my, like my changing area where it is. So, well, and in 1977, nobody was thinking about that. Right. No, except for maybe no. some kind of futurist, like science fiction writer or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Oh. Okay. So final question about your move. What is it like living in the town you grew up in? Uh, I love it. It's really awesome. We talked in that moving episode about just like the familiarity of, of a place. And that has been so satisfying. I love driving around town and knowing that like, I don't really have to know exactly where I'm going. Cause I know the streets so well that I can get back. Like right. there's something really comforting about not needing GPS everywhere. Or even if I'm a little bit off, I can take that other street. Cause I know it connects back over here. So there's something really comforting about that part of it. Um, we're obviously close to my parents and that's just a total dream, but then we're also living in this 2020 pandemic. So we're not going out to restaurants. Um, we haven't taken the kids you know, really into the community yet. So I think there's a lot left to be discovered and maybe that'll be kind of nice that it's like a slow drip of realization mm. that we're living, um, in the old hometown. Um, it's the kind of hometown where it feels very small. You run into people who you knew from way back when, but it's not quite to the point, like, it's not like, well, first of all, everyone's wearing masks and not going anywhere. So I haven't gotten the sense yet that I'm going to run into people I know all the time. It's more likely that I'd run into somebody's parents that I used to know, like the parents right. tend to stick around, the kids will leave, or maybe they'll come back. Um, so I, I, the short answer is I love it. It's a very comforting, comfortable feeling. And it's a town that I truly love, but I'll have to report back on that because as we come out of COVID someday, it'll be a different experience, really like getting to know this as our hometown, not just the place right. where I grew up. Cause right now it's very much like Sarah knows this town, like the back of her hand, but my husband and my three kids, they know it pretty well. Cause we've always come up here for vacations, but it's, it's different. So we'll, there will have to be a time where yeah. we feel like it's our town. Um, and I think that'll take a while with, with COVID, but in, in general, I love it. I love driving by places that I you know, used to go to school or used to go play with my friends. And, mm -hmm. you know, I can walk to a house I lived in for a couple. I, I only lived in that house for a couple of years, but it's just, it's like a three minute walk from here. So I literally on my morning walks, walk by a house that I lived in when I was Violet's age, first and second grade. And I can see, you know, see the bedroom window I lived in. And I know you've shared things like that too. So it's, I, it's special to me. It is. And there's something very comforting about something like that in a time, in times such as these, in these unprecedented yeah. times. Um, <laughs> that I just feel like that would be just like a comforting thing. I wonder how many yeah. people are looking at moves, eyeballing moves back to hometowns or places they have history with, maybe places yeah. they vacation that they feel really good about. Um, yeah. Because everyone's looking for that, I think, that comfort right now and that reliability or that familiarity um, yeah. and everything else seems so unfamiliar. So that's yeah. really cool. 
We are welcoming back Vionic as a sponsor today. And Sarah, I will be honest, I was sorting through my warmer weather wardrobe the other day and it could seriously use a refresh, but you know what's good to go? My shoes. I've got a great selection to choose from thanks to the Vionic Vitals collection. And lately the pair I keep putting on again and again is the Uptown Loafer. I have two pairs, one in sand suede and the other in camel leather, but please don't make me pick a favorite. Oh, I won't. I'll let you keep both. That's so funny, Megan, because I was a little jealous of your Uptown loafers. I was the last one on our team to get a pair, but I just did. I also got mine in the sand suede, and I think I've worn them like four times this week. They really finish off a cute spring outfit. The Vionic Vitals collection has the best essential styles for everyday wear to get you ready for spring. And no matter what shoes you choose, you'll be on the go in comfort because every single pair of Vionic shoes delivers their trademark Viomotion technology for a difference you can feel. Vionic sandals, sneakers, and flats all offer incredible support, stability, and cushioning, and every pair comes with a 30-day risk-free trial, so it's easy to try them out. Use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at VionicShoes.com when you log into your account. That's a one-time use only. Vionic Shoes. Wearable well-being for your feet. Sarah, our sponsor, Haya Health, makes a kid's daily multivitamin that parents can feel great about giving their kids because they have no added sugars or dyes. And our kids who have tried Haya vitamins have loved them, which is important, right? Because what good is a bottle of vitamins that your kid won't take? Haya was founded by two dads who didn't like the ingredients label on some of the popular children's vitamins they were seeing on store shelves, so they got to work developing a formula that would help fill the most common nutrient gaps in modern kids' diets. Haya's chewable kids' vitamin is made with a blend of 12 organic fruits and vegetables and then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals. They're also vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, and nut-free. Haya manufactures their vitamins right here in the USA with globally sourced ingredients, and then they ship their chewable vitamins directly to your door on a pediatrician-recommended schedule. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. You're going to get 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, go to HayaHealth.com slash MomHour. This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H.com slash MomHour and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. All right, Megan, it is your turn to be in the hot seat. You have not moved, you know, to a new city in the last three months, but you've been up to things. So (laughs) things have um, happened. Yes, things have happened. Okay, so longtime listeners will kind of recognize that we talk a lot about kind of seasonal energy swings, and I tend to be kind of a slow and steady and you have over the years harnessed your your naturals like seasonal energy patterns. And one of the ones that I feel like we end up talking about every year is that you get kind of like end of summer malaise is maybe too strong a word, but like you really have a big swing down at the end of summer in terms of like motivation or creative energy, those kinds of things. And then, of course, like everybody else, you love to get swept back into yes. the go getter go getterness of fall. And so as we record this, your kids are not back in school yet. So you are in the end of still in the end of summer. And I'm curious if you felt that malaise or that slowdown this year differently because of COVID um, or if it feels kind of the same. So just talk in general about your mid to late summer malaise this year and what it feels like right now. Yeah. Um, Well, it's, it's totally different and yet totally the same, which is strange. Um, I have found that the difference between malaise and relaxation is all an attitude. So if mm-hmm. I, if I perceive 
my low energy, and this is just in general, like if I perceive my low energy to be um, unproductiveness, un laziness, like can't get things done, then I feel bad about it and that doesn't help. And if I just go, eh, eh, you know, I'm kind of in the, like this, I'm just kind of relaxing right now, kind of gone fallow. Um, it feels better and I'm able to kind of bounce back more, more easily, which is just weird because it's, I'm doing exactly the same thing. And so what I think is different about COVID is that it's been going on for so long. Like mm -hmm. we have, I mean, we have, again, like I said in the first half, we have worked. It's not like we haven't done anything. And I've been very busy in many ways. Like I've um, gone camping. I've like done some house projects. I've kept the kids alive, you know, all of those things. And we've kept a business running, but it's now been a solid, has it been solidly six months of like, I think by the time this a, comes out, it's just like a week shy of that. Yeah. yeah. So basically six months of different and mm -hmm. like, you know, just a slower pace. So on the one hand, it's been so long since we've had a real schedule that I'm like mentally over it. But because it's been so long, I've sort of relaxed into it in a way too. So it's like, eh, I know I've got about 10 more days from the day that we're recording this. I've got about 10 more days that I would consider summer vacation before kids are back in school. And I really need to like hit the ground running with other stuff. And I feel like I am able just to go, it's 10 more days. What difference does it make? It's already been so long. It feels a little different than a typical year where I really wouldn't have gotten into this pattern until like July. Um, mm -hmm. Now it's just like, it's been since March. Okay. What's 10 more days. Yeah. So it's same and in, in, it's the same and different. Um, I'm looking forward to getting back in, but I'm, but I don't feel bad about the fact that I'm not there yet. Yeah. Well, I think that's a perfect place to be in. I wonder if personalities like yours have had an easier or a harder time or just a different time, um, kind of leaning into the unpredictability. Cause you've, you know, you've always said that you have a high tolerance for chaos yeah. maybe high tolerance is the wrong word, but like a, you have a good threshold for you know, unpredictability changes in plans, mm -hmm. but it, it does weigh on everybody. And like you said, it's been six months and it will be interesting going into fall when you typically do see that big upswing in productivity. If you, if you almost feel, um, held back or yeah. like, like, no, like we all, we need to be like, right. You know, let, let me loose because I yes. have it, all this energy. So I, I think overall, it's been easier. I can see, like I talked to friends of mine and I can see how overall this has been easier for me because I am so adaptable. But then when I want to hit the ground running, yeah. it feels more frustrating because the, the obstacles don't move. Like right. there's not the change that I need. Yes. I almost need like that external reminder or some, some force on the outside reminding me like we're in a different season now things are different. And then that kind of sparks whatever part of my brain goes, Oh, mm -hmm. it's time to do this now. And that besides the weather here in Michigan, like nothing else is sparking that for me. Nothing's telling yeah. me it's time. Um, and even school, which I know we'll talk about in a future episode in more detail, but even school isn't doing that this year because yeah. it's virtual. So yeah. 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 Well, that's kind of what I was going to talk about next. So you and I were laughing the other day because you said, remember last year when I got super into time blocking and, um, so remind, just to remind everybody, it, was it really a year ago that you were doing time blocking? It doesn't feel like that long ago, but I guess it was. 
I was working on it early in August last year because it oh took me gosh. like a month to tweak it. Yeah. I'm like, I lovingly crafted that thing. Yeah. Oh, I remember. Yeah. So, <sighs> so we, yeah. you know, we, I had only had my kids in school, all three in school full time. That Yes. Last year was my second year of that. So we were still pretty new to like, oh my gosh. And you, you had that, um, outside the home job for a while. So we really only had this honeymoon of maybe a year where my kids were in school all the time. You didn't have an outside the like another job that was had you outside right. of the home. Plus we have a three hour time difference. So things like us being able to have regular business meetings on the calendar, work with our business coach regularly, um, have recording on a set schedule with two houses where there's no children in them. Like we had that for like one brief shining moment. Um, yes. Like a year, maybe yeah. one school year, probably. And yeah, then, I think it was like a school year. Yep. Yeah. And so going into last fall, we were full of all the same motivation and optimism. And you had this lovingly crafted time blocking system that you've talked about in the past. And we can link up the episodes where you talked about it. But my point is going into this fall is going to be a little bit different. You're going to have kids <laughs> yeah. learning at home. Um, the, the unpredictability of things like internet bandwidth and being able to have a conference yeah. call. Um, so how, wh- what are your thoughts about this? Oh, like, how gosh. are you going into this with maybe some intentionality, but also yeah. like, it, it's not going to be that time block. We could laugh. We can just like put it up on the bulletin board and laugh at it. <laughs> I, I know. Well, that's the thing. I don't even know where to start. So a few months ago, I actually mentioned that I was bringing it back. It was the episode we talked about trying to get some structure back into our lives. And I think it was, um, we were talking about doing it for summer. We were saying like, mm-hmm. because we had been out of school for yeah. so long. Yeah. And I was like, I really want to bring my time block back. And I opened it up and I like started <laughs> tweaking it. And then I was like, why am I even doing this? Like, I don't want, I didn't want to do it in the summer um, to the degree I wanted my time block to look, which is very specific. Like I want every hour accounted for in some way. That doesn't mean it's not a, it's not the same as a schedule. It's more like a, um, like a map, like a roadmap for how you're going to use your time. Mm-hmm. And it just felt a little futile to start two months before things were going to all change again. So I kind of just backed off from it. But even now, the fact is my kids are definitely, we, we here in Michigan, um, there is an option you can choose in person or virtual schooling. We talked about that in a recent episode, but I did decide to go with virtual and I have no idea what that's going to look like. Yeah. I mean, I have an idea of what other people's schedules are. Like they've shared what a schedule might look like, but until my kids are in their actual classes and until I know if those classes are going to have a lot of live, um, you know, like a lot of live class time or if it's something they can watch later and how I want that to fit, I just really don't know. So I feel like it would be so silly if I made something right now that was super buttoned up, which is what I want to do. I want to have it all down to the, you know, down to the last detail and buttoned up, but then I just have to change it. But I don't want to go like, I don't want to have nothing at all because I'm really good to be able to juggle everything. I'm really going to need to. So I think I'll yeah. land somewhere in the middle, um, just have something a little more basic and then make adjustments as I go. And then, you know, we'll do an episode on it at some point. You can all laugh at yeah. me. <laughs> do you think your older kids, because your kids are all teenagers or even Clara's in middle school. Do you think they will benefit from some kind of a time block? Like, do you see yourself almost having to needing to have like a family time. It's going to be a, ta- yeah, yeah, I think it's going to be a family time blocking. I, I did order a big dry erase board, um, on the, on the Amazons. Mm-hmm. And I usually resist turning our dining room into like command central. That's one of those things that kind of bugs me. Like, I don't like when the kids leave their computers on the dining room table, yeah. but I have just decided this year I got to get over it because I need to have one space where we all can meet like mm-hmm. in the morning. And at least I can just go, 
what's everyone doing today? Can let's all check in. Um, and that's probably gonna be the dining room because that's the room. It's the most accessible room. It's right off the kitchen and the living room. I can easily kind of have my stuff going on in the kitchen where I tend to spend most of my time and be bopping in and out really easily. And it's yeah. a place where the kids can all sit down in one place. So I don't lose them. My house is too yeah. big. And if they all scatter into corners, I will lose track. That's I'm like out of sight, out of mind. So if they all yeah. go away, I will literally lose track of what they're doing. So I need that yeah. place. And I think we'll probably use the whiteboard as kind of a rough um, time block for the family. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't, it's just a question mark for so much of it right now. So, well, I think it's smart. Even people like me who like to plan ahead, there's no planning ahead in 2020. So I think right. it's smart to just know that you will need it, but it will reveal itself when exactly when it gets going. So, yeah. Um, well, what about, um, you were going to do a crazy race. Did you even mention just, that on the podcast? I don't think I did. You better no. back up. A little. I don't know why I would even think anything that was like a planned activity with lots of people in it would be a thing right now. But a couple yeah. months ago, a friend kind of challenged me to sign up for a Spartan race, which by the way, let me just say that there is nothing about any part of me that anyone would ever think I was the kind of person who would do that. But it was literally like, eh, why not? And then I mentioned it to Owen and Owen got really excited. So for a brief, you know, moment of time, um, Owen and I were training together and I started running, um, and was running every day. And then the race got canceled. So I knew that I kind of knew that was going to happen anyway. Like there's like, you're not going to run with hundreds of people in a, and like do obstacles. It's an obstacle course. So like, yeah, that's not safe. Uh, but I still signed up and then Owen kind of got less interested because the race was canceled, but I did keep running. I have still been running. Um, it's just, I don't really have a lot of focus around it. And Mm -hmm. I don't know, like I have my watch, which is keeping me motivated because when I don't run, it yells at me, but <laughs> like, and you know, the watch runs my life now, my Garmin. So yep. um, it, it tells me I'm alive and it tells me what I have to do to stay alive. So, so I'm still running, but I, what I need to start thinking about now is what, what past October, there's going to be a little honeymoon where it's going to be the best running weather. And then after October, the weather is going to turn crappy. And here mm-hmm. in Michigan, it turns crappy really fast. And in November, it's not even like cold and crisp and nice. It's like rainy and dreary and like that bone chilling cold. That is not the kind of weather. I don't think I'm a determined enough runner that that's going to be a thing. So um, I don't know what that's going to look like. I do know that, you know, the physical activity thing with our kids is going to be huge. And I've been pretty good about it all summer. And then we've had the pool. So the kids have been swimming a ton and they've been pretty good. good. But we need to have some something on our schedules. So I bought like a, um, well, first of all, right now, if you want to buy home gym equipment, it is extremely hard to find it. Mm-hmm. Like everybody has a home gym right now. So like finding a good weight bench and stuff has been really hard, but I, I was able to get one of those pull up bars with the little handle things that you can hold and do the thing where you like pull up your legs. You know uh-huh. what I'm talking about? Yep. Yeah. So that's kind of like a multi-use thing. And then I got those straps that kind of strap yeah. onto it and you could do the things where you like lean back and like, so it's not, you know, it's not a weight bench, but it's something we could all use. I think Owen really likes doing kind of gymnastic-y things on stuff like mm-hmm. that. He calls it hardcore parkour. Um, but isn't that cute? <laughs> he does really some really cute. bizarre things and he's kind of ripped now. He's like this little ripped guy. It's hilarious. But um, I think we'll all need to have something that we're doing like that. And we'll just put that in the pool area. So there's a room like right off the pool that right now we keep all the floaty toys in. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be really sad when we 
put all that away. So it'll be nice to replace it with something. I don't know. Maybe we can just go in there and bounce balls around. I, I don't know what it's going to look like. We can play the four square or something. It's yeah. just that we have to have something. We have to all get up and move our bodies like every day. Yeah. So we'll, I guess, report back. Yeah, we've been, um, I've been calling it recess when my kids, they, the, my elementary schoolers have a, they have breaks at the same time. They're at the same school and the, the bell schedule is kind of coordinated and I, it's only been a few days. And like we, like we keep saying, we will do a full school's report in a few weeks, but, um, I have been calling it recess and sending them outside. And I have like yeah. two old yoga balls and, um, I'm just like, go outside play. Um, so yes, we all need it. Yeah. Um, well, last question. What we talked at the beginning of the show about how you usually have some side hustles or side creative projects going on. Um, so what is on your plate lately or what's percolating? Cause I know yeah. often you're kind of like, you're thinking you're sitting on something for a while and, um, it's, yeah. it's fun to be behind the scenes with you. Cause I, I always know fun things are coming up. So I spent a lot of the early, like late spring, early summer kind of percolating on a new blog idea, which would be tied to a book idea. I went through about 17 incarnations of that idea which you were very patient with, you know, to listen to me and give feedback, even though you probably knew I wasn't actually going to follow through with 16 of them. I will follow through with one. And that's the beauty of the, the percolating period. Yeah. Like I will think I'm all in on one and I'm like, no, nah, that's not the one, but it's like, I almost have to let my brain go all the way, like see it all the way through to a certain mm -hmm. point and then go, eh, nope, that's not it. So I finally did kind of zero in on just renewing my website and, and turning that into a blog and, and a book around a specific idea that I've been working on. But I have to say the last month in particular has kind of sapped my mental energy for that kind of thing. And I was just thinking last night, I should just hang a gone fishing sign on my social media every July. I should put like gone fishing in my email um, because between like camping and going to the beach and swimming, which, you know, here in Michigan, we just have like a really brief period of time. We can do yeah. that hanging out, enjoying the sun and seeing my friends who are teachers. So they're all kind of available um, in the summer. And I just go dormant and every year I kind of disappear. And Sarah, I think you even said the other day that you always know I'm going to kind of go vagabond. Yeah. Then I'll <laughs> Is come that back. what I called it? You yeah. Could, yeah. You yeah. said a vagabond and it's true. Cause I think I was like, oh, right. I forgot to tell you. My sister and I are going camping next weekend. And you're like, oh yeah, I just kind of figured. Um, <laughs> like it was not surprised to you that I completely forgot to tell you about a five day trip, but like, there's just a lot of that in my life right now. And again, like I said, toward the beginning, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to look at it as something I like a planned unplanned and not, yeah. yeah, exactly. And not something where I'm like just shirking my duties. So September is always a crazy productive month for me this year. It's going to look different, but I really don't expect any different. I mean, I, I don't expect it to not be productive. I think I'll just have more on my plate with the kids home. Um, so I'm just kind of letting myself have the next week or two to check out from that. I'm not going to worry about the site too much. It's kind of like as good. It's as far as I can get right now. And then when I get back, maybe from that last little trip, I'll just like, you know, put on some real pants and um, <laughs> start getting out of bed in the morning. I and mean, I still wake up early, but now I just kind of lie there and look out the window and think, think thoughts. I don't really get moving very early. And for a while I was like, I had a great morning routine, so I'll get back to it. Yeah. Um, but I just want to see like, what can this nice break and all this vitamin D, like, what can it do for me? So we'll see. Well, they say like with, especially with like highly creative people, it's the times that look like you are not doing anything where the most right. is happening. And actually, so we, side note, we started rewatching Mad Men from the beginning, um, which I, I do think. What? We'll, I started that too. What? I just oh started gosh. watching Mad Men from the beginning, like with Jenna and Missy while we were um, 
together last weekend. Oh my gosh. So we just watched the first two episodes in the last couple of nights, oh but gosh. I think we will continue. But so do you remember, That's I think funny. it's in episode two where Roger walks in and says <laughs> yes. to Don, I am still, I have to get used to the fact that I, it looks like you're doing nothing and that's when something's happening or so I, I, I'm yep. going to laugh at that but... same part. Yep. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's so funny. Oh my gosh. Um, it is, it's great. Um, it is good. Yes. So yes, you are doing your, you are doing your creative recharge. Um, and I look forward to seeing you'll, you'll have to let everybody know when you do have a site and a blog to launch and a book yes. idea. And, um, cause this community will want to know, and yet it is separate from this community. So we'll have to remember to take the time to share when that's ready. So absolutely. Um, okay. Well, before we wrap up, uh, we've talked about this in our Facebook group, but the more than mom episodes that, you know, for the last several years have been airing on Sundays, we took a hiatus. We turned them, yep. well, not turned them into, but we, we, uh, paused them while we did our Sunday pandemic perspective series back in the spring, which is actually a series that we could very much revisit. Um, but there's no current plans for that. Um, and then summer came. And so we just kind of took the summer off of more than mom episodes, but they are going to be back in September and we're excited. They're some of our favorite episodes to record and we have heard from you all that you miss them. So if you're not familiar, it's a, approximately every other Sunday, you'll get a full length episode um, in your feed, same feed. Um, and we call them more than mom because they tend to focus on non-parenting topics. So we'll do books, we'll do movies, we'll do pop culture, we'll do silly and fluffy stuff. We'll do beauty and fashion, food, um, and they're a lot of fun and they will be back this month. So I think September 13th is the first one. And then it's roughly every other Sunday after that. And so we're excited to bring that back. Yeah, excited about that. It's been a while. Also, a lot of you have asked how you can help the podcast grow. And we really appreciate that. And We've actually found that the best way to spread the mom hour is just sharing it with friends and specifically sharing episodes you love or that you think they love or need or appreciate. So we would love to challenge everyone to think of a specific episode that they could send to a friend or two. So maybe it's an episode you just love and have listened to and thought was great. Or maybe it's one that addresses a specific situation a friend is facing. And you can just like screenshot a picture of the episode playing in your app or send them the link from the momhour.com or whatever the easiest way is for you to share it, um, depending on whether they're a podcast listener already or not. Sometimes people just hear it in the browser and that's fine too. So we so love when you share the show and hopefully your friends will also love it. It reminds me of like the olden days when you'd clip out an article that made you think of a yes. friend or, you know, someone, yeah. it, it feels good to, to receive something that's like, I thought of you. And also our archives are daunting because we have been doing this yes. for a long time. So it's, I think it's helpful to people and a big help to us when you share something specific with a friend and be like, Hey, I think you'll like this one. And then if they, if, if they like us, maybe they'll check out more, maybe not, maybe they'll just listen to that one, but we would love you to accept that challenge. And it's, it's a huge way to help our show. So thank you. Yeah. And if you're daunted by the archives yourself, because I have to say I have been on a hundred percent of, well, no, not a hundred percent of the mom hour episodes, but very close. Um, <laughs> and I still am daunted by our archives and have forgotten a lot of the episodes. So if you're just, if you're thinking of a friend who maybe is dealing with a specific challenge and you don't even know where to start, go to the, um, new start here page on our mm -hmm. site. And it actually, it's all categorized. So like pregnant moms, moms of toddlers, and then you can kind of just quickly scan through and see which ones might be helpful to them. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Well, also this Friday, we have another new episode. It's our September voices episode. And I'm going to be interviewing Mandy Yang, who is a certified KonMari consultant. And we're going to be talking about decluttering our homes for 
what is possibly like the weirdest fall and back to school season ever. <laughs> um, I'm really excited to be talking to Mandy and excited because I think everybody wants to kind of get their home clutter under control this time of year, pandemic or not, whether you're working outside the home or spending more time in it. Um, so excited about that. So look for that later this week. It'll be out on Friday and we will talk to you then. Guess what, Megan? Over 10,000 teens are already using our sponsor, Erica, to help them unplug. That is amazing. Erica, that's Erica with a K, is the social media health app for teens that gives them the tools to unplug whenever they need to for improved health, study focus, sleep, and daily balance. It's so cool how this works to hide distracting apps from your phone at the touch of a button, keeping them out of sight and out of mind without deleting your data. Yeah, you know, teens really get that social media comes with risks, including addiction. And Erica helps them build healthy habits and self-regulation that will benefit them their whole lives. Tell your teens about Erica and save 20% on the Erica family plan with promo code THEMOMHOUR. Go to erica.app and search for plans. That's Erica with a K, E-R-I-K-A dot A-P-P and use code THEMOMHOUR to save 20%. Hey everyone, Sarah here. Megan and I would absolutely love it if you hit pause right now, right where you're listening and left the mom hour a rating and review. If our show has helped you feel a little more confident as a mom or a little less alone, that's one of the absolute biggest ways you can thank us. And it really takes about 30 seconds. If you're listening in Apple podcasts, just navigate to the mom hours show listing. So not the episode you're listening to right now, but the kind of landing area for our show as a whole, and then scroll down to leave a rating or review. Thank you so much.